It's time for the Steelman and Thune at noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000 or shoot the guys a text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Here we go. It's an OEC Fiber Football Friday. My home away from home, you guys know, is Riverwind Casino. There's a reason. They are simply the best, the best gaming, the best promotions, the best dining, the best bar with the Coop Alehouse Bar. And we also have, of course, Bedlam Beats and Bites coming up Friday night, November 18th. That's going to be a great night outdoors under the stars here at Riverwind with the Eli Young Band featured and Wade Bowen opening up at 6.30. Get your tickets online at riverwind.com right now or here at the Showplace Theater box office. They have you covered. Five bucks. It's a bargain. Bring your folding chairs. Bring the kids. It's a kid-friendly environment, and you'll see some great music, and you'll get pumped up. Not that you need to get pumped up for a Bedlam football game, but that'll be a cool deal uh, on Friday night, November 18th, the evening before Bedlam. We also have a newly remodeled gaming area that includes brand-new game titles, over 700 games to choose from. Get out here, get a look at their new gaming area at Oklahoma City's number one gaming destination, Riverwind Casino. want to thank OEC Fiber. It is an OEC Fiber Football Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, Parker is off today. We have the Drake, Drake Dyken, back in studio. Drake, how are you? I'm excellent still, man. How are you on this Friday? Oh, man, it is awesome out here. I love Riverwind. Uh, had a great relationship with them for a long time. And, uh, man, the new gaming areas look amazing. And they're not quite finished yet, and it already looks spectacular. So it's going to be even better when it's all done. So excited about that. I'm right here next to the Willy Wonka machine, by the way. So you might hear the Oompa Loompa theme a few times. Uh, faintly in the background. that the, the Oompa Loompas aren't actually here. Don't worry about that, but you may hear the theme a few times. All right, speaking of music, can we have some music for OU Commit five-star superstar Jackson Arnold? Let's roll it. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. I'm going to Jackson. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. Oh, man, that is the man in black right there. And the man in black in those Denton Geyer uniforms on ESPN2 was 100% awesome last night as uh, Geyer rolled Allen by a final of 49-7. And all Jackson Arnold did was take over the game. 355 yards passing. Three, I'm, par, I'm sorry, 335 yards passing, accounting for four touchdowns through the air. He had short ones. He had a 75-yarder. He also took off on a 58-yard touchdown run, and I thought showed some pretty good wheels. You may have seen on Twitter last night Malachi Coleman, you know, quote-tweeting one of the videos where Jackson Arnold took off on that touchdown run nearly 60 yards and said, that boy moving. 
and he looked like he had pretty deceptive speed. And Allen, look, this may not be the greatest Allen team. You know, Allen's got such a great reputation. Kyler Murray played there, but that's still a team with a lot of athletes. And uh, Jackson Arnold looked like he was the best one on the field. Now, Peyton Bowen also looked really good. Peyton Bowen had an 80-yard, or pardon me, a 60-yard punt return last night. And you had six guys in that game with Oklahoma offers, including Jackson Arnold, of course, who's committed right now. Peyton Bowen, the safety, who was also really, really good last night. Ryan Yates just reaffirmed that he's uh, going to stick with his LSU commitment. We'll see if uh, that's indeed the case, but... He obviously has the Oklahoma offer. Allen quarterback uh, Michael Hawkins in the 2024 class has obviously an Oklahoma offer. You've got Devon Mitchell, the tight end, in the 2024 class as well, and Izina Umi Uzulu, the defensive end in the uh, 2025 class. So six guys had Oklahoma offers last night. And, again, Jackson Arnold stole the show. He was great. Look, Peyton Bowen is spectacular as well, but the Sooners' five-star quarterback commit looked really really good now there had been a few rumblings and i I never took these seriously that you know when oklahoma's struggling a little bit in the midst of that three-game uh losing streak obviously to kansas state tcu and texas that maybe just maybe jackson arnold might think a little bit maybe about notre dame you know those rumors started circulating they they really never took off that much but there were a few out there let's hear what jackson arnold had to say on the espn2 telecast last night after the game about where he is with Oklahoma. I know your your heart, your mind is here, focused right now on Denton Geyer for the rest of this season, but there's a lot of Sooners fans watching this game. So what's your message to all of them here tonight? Man, I'm locked in, man. I'm so excited to get up to Norman. I mean, I'm, I'm going to finish this season out with, a national, with the uh, state championship, obviously, but I'm super excited to get up to Norman. There you go. Sounds like he is uh, he's in on the Sooners right now. Oklahoma fans love hearing that. Uh, Jackson Arnold is coming to the University of Oklahoma. I don't think anything's going to change that. You know, if the Sooners lose out and it gets really bad or something, it, that, that could change. But I truly believe that Jackson Arnold is as close to 100% committed and locked in in Oklahoma as a prospect can be. And I think that he is still trying to uh, recruit as much as he can for the Sooners as well. He talked about that. We'll play that sound clip next hour uh, where he's still getting on the phone and uh, texting and tweeting and getting on Instagram and making phone calls, doing whatever he can. I'm sure, you know, we we saw recently with Colton Vosick and all that's going on there that obviously it, it looks like he's obviously still committed to Oklahoma right now, but just about everybody thinks this is a battle down to the uh, nitty-gritty, down to the finish between OU and Texas. And we've seen Colton Vosick, uh, you know, pictured with Arch Manning, stuff like that. Jackson Arnold's going to do his best to ensure that Oklahoma can keep that commitment as well. We'll see if uh, that ends up being the case. But, man, you cannot be more impressed with a player uh, than Jackson Arnold was last night. I mean, he was he was great. Like I said, running, throwing, and we've seen him run for touchdowns before. Uh, you know, there's so much coverage of the Denton Geyer games, and uh, you know, so many Sooner reporters go down there and get video. And uh, last night ago, again though, with the uh, ESPN two coverage and the streaming coverage, a lot of people may have seen Jackson for the first time last night. But Drake Dykin, it looks like the Sooners have a pretty good prospect for the future. Like I said, I, I, Parker tweeted out last night. And by the way, Parker's off today. Like I said, 
Uh, is is it possible to you know go beyond a five star recruit because he looked like one last night? He was tremendous. Uh, he was fantastic last night. And you want to talk about something that at the end of last year, whenever all the stuff with Lincoln Riley Mule Shoe happened, and Malachi Nelson uh, drops his commitment to the University of Oklahoma. He ends up at USC. Everybody's kind of questioning where will the future of the quarterback position go after this. Uh, Then you get Jeff Lebby hired as offensive coordinator, and uh, not too long after you get Jackson Arnold as your commitment at the quarterback position. And, I mean, there has not been a guy possibly in this recruiting class that's been more solid at the quarterback position this year than what – Jackson Arnold has been and the fact that he has shown off the wheels is perhaps the most impressive thing because uh, <laughs> obviously Jeff Levy has a pretty decent history of whenever he's got somebody that's got good wheels of being able to be creative and utilizing him just look at what he did last year with Matt Corral at Ole Miss so uh, it's very exciting just being able to see the success that he's having and how efficient he is too right that is another plus side on everything as far as running, passing. Uh, he's he's just fantastic. He's very exciting, and uh, it'll be interesting to see, given the fact that Dylan Gabriel probably comes back next year with his extra year of eligibility, how it is that that quarterback room shakes out, because my understanding is Jackson Arnold is supposed to be an early enrollee, so he should be able to yes. battle for that backup spot next year. Yeah, and uh, you know he might just be good enough to uh, to win the job. I mean, uh, that's sometimes that's hard to say about a uh, you know a, even a five star freshman coming in, but some of them do. And uh, he's got the it factor. He's really good, uh, obviously running and throwing. And uh, obviously, you know, people talk about Michael Hawkins is more of a runner and uh, you know can make the throws, but maybe needs to improve in that area a little bit. Michael Hawkins, the 2024 Sooner quarterback target, who was the quarterback for Allen last night, and he's he's a really good prospect, no doubt. But Jackson Arnold won Elite 11 MVP honors, and that, you know, that kind of raised people's eyebrows a little bit. Man, this four-star kid, he just might be a five-star, and then he got his fifth star. So uh, Sooner fans can be very excited about Jackson Arnold, and Jeff Levy is not afraid to run his quarterback. We saw Dylan Gabriel, who is a precious commodity. I think we know, man, after what we saw, you know, for six and a half quarters, that you've got to protect that guy at all costs, or your season, again, could start going south in a hurry. Because I think offensively with Gabriel, and yes, he's missed some throws, and he's not uh, he's not Caleb Williams, but he's a good, solid quarterback in this offense. I mean, they had over 700 yards of offense. Say what you want about Kansas, uh, you know, not having their quarterback, Jalen Daniels, all that stuff. That's still a pretty good and a well-coached uh, Kansas football team, and that was easily the most yards they'd given up all season. So Oklahoma's offense, as long as you have Dylan Gabriel healthy, is going to rack up yards and put some points on the board. As we know, the question is the defense – and they got a little bit better, incrementally better last week. Still nowhere near where they need to be in terms of being a uh, you know good, solid, respectable, even a good Brent Venables defense. But I did think there were some things that were better last week, and, and nothing. You know, I know forty-nine to nothing in the Cotton Bowl was uh, was a rough one for Sooner fans, but particularly the TCU game where you had receivers. I mean, nobody in the same zip code as some of those receivers. And the poor angle 
you know, poor angles on the Max Duggan run. Stuff like that cannot happen uh, to the University of Oklahoma defense, at least as frequently as it did in that matchup. All right, we are underway. Last year, Home Comfort Systems is sponsoring our first hour. They'll do a great job for you. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, super reliable. You could count on Tim Lasher in the clutch, right? Big field goals in his career. You think of Bedlam. You think of Lincoln, Nebraska. You always knew that Timmy Lasher was going to put it through the uprights and get the job done. Well, his company does just that. Lasher Home Comfort System uh, Systems is unbelievable. And, again, any heat or air need you have that you need it addressed and you need it addressed now, they'll get it done for you. Give them a call at 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. All right, we're going to come back. We have some guests coming up today. We have uh, Jesse Crittenden at 1235. We have T.J. Eckert at 105. We have Brandon Drum at 135 today. So we've got uh, a good lineup of guests for you. And as we get ready to go to a break, ladies and gentlemen, why don't we play tribute to uh, pay tribute to Jackson Arnold again one more time? And we're coming right back here on the Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Back with you. It is an OEC Football Friday. Mike Steely here at Riverwind Casino. Some tremendous October promotions, ghost ghouls, and giveaways. Entries, you can earn them now through uh, October 28th and five times the entries on Mondays. If you're out here on Monday, that will be very advantageous to you. And they'll have uh, drawings on October 28th from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. And you can win a share of $10,000 in cash and bonus play. The Monster Mash Costume Contest. The Monster Money Mash Costume Contest. Also happening uh, that'll be Friday, October 28th, between uh, 6 and 10 p.m. Patrons wearing a costume can register to place a ticket in a hopper at the uh, promotions booth on the north side of the casino. And then at 10:15 p.m., three winners will be drawn out to win $500 in bonus play. Here at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. The Big 12. What is this conference all about? We've got a huge couple games tomorrow that are huge. Uh, 1 at 2.30 in Stillwater with uh, Texas and Oklahoma State going at it. Longhorns a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Spencer Sanders, will he play? If he plays, how effective will he play? I think he will play. I think the question is, you know, how healthy is he going to be? Uh, we shall see. And then you got K-State at TCU, huge matchup, obviously, uh, 7 p.m. at Amon Carter Stadium in Fort Worth. But the Big 12 uh, there doesn't appear to be a super team in the conference, a really, really, really good football team, but there's some pretty good ones in this league, and there's more depth, certainly, and every week, man, you used to have a tap-in putt in the Big 12. Lawrence, Kansas, or hosting Kansas, you've got a tap-in putt. You had some other ones that, you know, were some five-footers that didn't have any break, maybe West Virginia, or, you know, you never know, but uh, certainly Texas Tech, was in that realm as well. But this year it doesn't look like there are really any easy games for just about anybody in the Big 12. Mike Gundy said, you know what, it's parity in college football, not just in the Big 12, but all around the country. NIL and the portals created that, you know, and I've talked about it in here for a month. I just started watching a couple games, uh, seeing some scores and stuff, and I don't see any really anybody play many games. But, and I said this last week, it's turned into the NFL. You know, two weeks ago, the Patriots were one in three. 
and the Rams were two and three a week ago. They just won the Super Bowl. Patriots have a good coach. How are they one and three? There's so much parity, and now it's trickled down to this level with um, free agency, basically in NIL, and so now it's trickled down to this level. And then what you're seeing is how a portal move, a couple portal moves, or a couple NIL deals, whatever, can take a team from three or four losses and make them an eight-win team just like that. And so now you're getting tons of parity. Yeah, and the, and the prime example of that, of course, is Muleshoe out in L.A. with USC. You get Caleb Williams, you get uh, Jordan Addison, you get Travis Dye, you get Mario Williams, you get some other players uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, and that was a team that was not good at all that uh, is really explosive offensively. They'd be getting a lot of breaks with turnovers, and, uh, you know, you got to give Alex Grinch and that defense some credit, but USC is the prime example of a quick turnaround. I did see today ESPN, Drake, they graded the first-year college football coaches. I think 29 in total, if I'm not mistaken, and... Well, Muleshoe got an A, and Brent Venables got a D plus. And uh, here's what they say about Brent. The grade might seem harsh as Oklahoma played almost two games without their star quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, and faced other personnel changes. Uh, the Sooners also rebounded nicely on Saturday against shorthanded Kansas, piling up points and yards and limiting some of the defensive meltdowns that had surfaced in the previous three games. But what happened against TCU and particularly Texas is unforgivable for a program such as Oklahoma and a coach with Venable's credentials on defense. Oklahoma endured its first three-game losing streak since 1998 and absorbed its worst shutout loss in team history while allowing its highest points total ever to Texas. Although the Sooners bounced back in Gabriel's return on Saturday, they still allowed 42 points to a Kansas team playing with its backup quarterback. So that is, uh, again, on ESPN. They graded the first-year college football coaches. And, uh, like, uh, Marcus Freeman got a D-plus. Mario Cristobal got a D-plus. Brent got a D-plus. Joey McGuire got a B-plus. Dan Lanning at Oregon got a B-plus. Uh, and Lincoln Riley got an A. That's very upsetting. If I was the teacher, I still would have failed him. But I'm not the teacher. <laughs> so, Drake, what about the Big 12 and the, and the parody Mike Gundy's talking about? I, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy how the last two years of the Big 12 has worked out, right? I mean, this last season that we had, the two favorites going into the season were unquestionably Oklahoma and Iowa State. Fast forward to this upcoming football season. Well, it was Baylor in Oklahoma, and last year, neither one of those teams were in the equation whatsoever uh, for the conference championship by the end of the season, and it was the same, it's the same thing now, looking at it this year, and you've got so many surprise teams, you mentioned it before you played the Gundy clip as far as there's no gimmies anymore in this conference, because the the thing that you could count on every single year was... Okay, well, you know, we might get a slide if we have to play Oklahoma, OSU, Baylor, Iowa State, those teams in a back-to-back. But we've got Kansas on the other side of it. We can That, that can be our get-right game. Well, it's not that anymore. And Lance Leopold's done a great job there, as, as you mentioned. It is incredible just 
how it is that this conference uh, the last two years has cannibalized itself, too. And I don't think – you said it perfectly. There's not a super team in this conference, but yet you still have a team that's unbeaten. Uh, what are, we're in week seven of the season, week eight, in TCU, who has looked – at times, completely unstoppable offensively between Quentin Johnson, between Max Duggan, what it is that that offense has done. Sonny Dykes has done a great job in terms of turning that team around, too. I, yeah, Sonny Dykes also got an A, by the way, in yeah. the first-year head coach uh, grading. And, yeah, the thing is, now with Lance Leipold, who's doing such a great job at KU, again, that, that's not your tap-in. And, uh, you know, it sounds very cliche, but every game left, all five games mm-hmm. left on the Sooner schedule, uh, they could lose out. I don't think they will. They could also win out. And, again, right on both sides of the fence. I get it, but that's really what it looks like. Now, I think Oklahoma's going to find a way to win three of these. And uh, if they win in Ames coming up a week from tomorrow and get bolster their confidence a little bit more and the defense, you know, takes a few more steps – and uh, Dylan Gabriel stays upright and stays healthy. Sooners might have a chance, might have a chance to win nine. Yeah, uh, it, it, I think it's probably going to be something like seven and five. But mm-hmm. again, uh, this team is going to move the football and score some points. It's a matter of the defense. Yeah, I mean, can the defense develop as the season goes on? Can you the positives that were seen, even though you still gave up forty-two points? There, there are some. Uh, asterisk there as far as you did have turnovers that helped led to points for KU last week. You did have some mental mistakes that the defense made that you can correct, hopefully moving forward, that could have prevented points as well, especially that opening drive. You have them in a third and six. Uh, could have been a three and out, but instead you get an encroachment penalty and it they advance uh, to third and one, and then they get the first down they march down the field. Now, as you said, defense, that's a big question mark. The one thing that is nice, the most difficult games that you have left on your schedule, just looking at it between OSU and Baylor, even though Baylor seems to be falling apart at this point of the season, is that your road games are all games that are against teams that OU, in theory, depending on how the rest of the season goes, should be favored by. You've got Iowa State, you've got uh, West Virginia, you've got Texas Tech. You should win all those games, in theory. But, uh, OU, like you said, defensively, you have to get better. Um, and if you want a chance, especially against OSU, you have to get better defensively because even if Spencer Sanders' shoulder continues to get worse, uh, that offense is a problem for OU's defense in particular. Yeah, no doubt. And, again, I I agree. You look at those games, and if the Sooners play to their potential, and certainly if the defense gets better, you should be able to win all three of those road games. But Matt Campbell's a great football coach on the defensive side, no doubt. I know they've they've lost uh, four games by a collective uh, total of 14 points in the league. But And then the Tech's playing hard for Joey McGuire, and I like the fight I saw out of Neil Brown's team when they beat Baylor. I know they uh, knocked Shapen out of the game. But that was a huge win for Neil Brown, who's, again, uh, on the hot seat, and it cooled off a little bit for him with that win. Well, and Iowa, Iowa State Here, was a, just one fluke play away with Xavier Hutchinson last week. Of If he just catches a ball that he 
99 times out of 100 would catch. They probably beat Texas last week. Yeah, and he's one of the best receivers in the country. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was that was surprising. But Iowa State was certainly right there, and they had a great chance to win that game uh, in Austin last week. All right, break time here. Mike Steely with you at my home away from home. The one, the only, Riverwind Casino, simply the best. It is an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Let's take a quick break right here. We'll come back. And uh, Jesse Crittenden, covering the Sooners for the Norman Transcript, will join us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. We'll do that next right here on The Ref. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. We are back, OEC Fiber Football Friday, the Sooners are obviously on a bye week. They will uh, play Iowa State in Ames, Iowa, a week from tomorrow. Rooster kickoff, 11 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. So uh, we do have a big game in Stillwater tomorrow with the Cowboys hosting the uh, Texas Longhorns, 2.30 on ABC. Uh, Can the Horns win on the road? Steve Sarkeesian hasn't been able to do that in Big 12 play. And can the Cowboys protect Boone Pickens Stadium tomorrow. We'll see if uh, Spencer Sanders uh, is going to be able to go. And if he does go, and I think he will go, how effective can he be? And uh, Oklahoma State, this uh, news about uh, Brendan Evers uh, ending his football playing days at Oklahoma State to uh, concentrate on uh, trying to get ready for the NFL draft after, after battling a lot of injuries for the Cowboys. Very interesting, that news this week. Joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, Jesse Crittenden, Norman Transcript, does a great job covering the Sooners. So, uh, Jesse, the road to recovery started last week against Kansas. How recovered do you think the Sooners are after last week? Yeah, I, I think I think recovered in a lot of ways, but I mean, really mentally. I mean, it's just it's hard to it's hard to overstate just how much this team needed a win. Um, after how bad? I mean, they had lost three games, but the, the, their performances against TCU and Texas—you uh, know—they they were just really bad on both sides of the ball. So I, I think they really needed to win uh, just just to keep the confidence up. I think if you if you drop that game against Kansas at home as a fourth straight loss, your chances at making a bowl game—I mean, they—they they decrease dramatically. So I mean, and so I think clearly there's there's a mental part. Uh, of being able to recover and just getting back on the winning side. But uh, I, I think this bye week is also really big for, you know, getting some guys maybe recovered from, from some injuries like Billy Bowman, uh, Marcus Major, guys guys that we haven't seen the last couple of weeks. So all in all, I think it was huge for them to get a win going into the bye week. And I think this bye week, for the most part, came at, at almost the perfect time. ESPN did uh, a story today. They graded all 29 first-year head coaches in college football, and guys like Sonny Dykes and Muleshoe got got A's. They gave Brent a D plus. Too harsh? What do you think? That's a. I honestly think it's been it's been a little hard to evaluate uh, Brent Venables in this first season. I, I think I certainly understand. Uh, maybe that great from a national perspective. Perspective. I mean, again, that loss to Texas was was their worst performance in years and their worst loss to Texas ever. And, and I mean, even at TCU, um, just the, the, the defense completely fell apart. The offense struggled even before Dylan Gabriel 
got out. But that's, again, why I think why that Kansas game was so important. It was really important for this team not only to play well, um, and I, I mean, as much as the defense still struggled against Kansas, I think there were actually real signs of growth um, on that side of the ball. And Kansas was able to score a couple of touchdowns off of, off of turnovers by the OU offense. But I, that's, I think that win was really big, not only for the players, but for the coaching staff and for Brent Venables, you know, for, for people to feel like he's still got a grip on this program. So I, I think all of that being considered, it, it has been a tough first year for him. But I think we're going to learn a lot more down the stretch about Brent Venables than we have these first few games. Jesse Crittenden, our guest, Mike Steely with you here from Riverwind Casino on an OEC uh, OEC Fiber Football Friday. Okay, so uh, Dylan Gabriel came back last week, looked really good. I know that there were a few turnovers, but you have uh, just over 700 yards total offense. For the most part, he threw the ball really well. Uh, and he even ran the football. It, it, it reminds me of the scene now, when you, when you talk about the longest yard, I'm a much bigger fan of the original longest yard from back in the 70s with Burt Reynolds as Paul Crew, the uh, quarterback. And I remember when he had the guards out there, for or the, the uh, prisoners out there for their first practice, he said, the most important lesson you need to learn is to protect your quarterback, me. And that's really it for the Sooners also right now because – they, they've got to treat Dylan Gabriel like, uh, you know, a, a precious stone back there because we know what happens if he goes down. But Jeff Levy, uh, kind of fearless last week, Jesse, even uh, involving Dylan Gabriel in the running game quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I completely agree with you. I think, I mean, that's why we see quarterbacks slide a lot of times on runs. And you see a lot of quarterbacks that are hesitant to, to maybe get outside the pocket and, and put themselves you know, where, where they can get tackled by defenses. But again, I really think, I think they kind of pulled out all the stops against Kansas. I think they recognize even a couple of the players talked about it after the game, they just needed a win. They're, they're really, this wasn't the opportunity to be cautious. They, they really kind of had to to play all out. And and that was risky considering Dylan Gabriel's concussion that, that caused him to miss the Texas game. But I think they weren't going to play him until he was fully ready to go, and he was fully ready to go. And I think Jeff Levy and the coaching staff realized, I mean, this is you you got to pull out all the stops. This team just can't afford to go three and four, not only for this year, but, you know, going forward with recruiting. So I, I think, yeah, Dylan Gabriel had a couple of turnovers, but you really had to like uh, what you saw from him, his best game, passing the ball. Like you mentioned, he, he made some plays running the ball. Uh, it wasn't wasn't scared. Didn't play scared. Didn't play hesitant or anything. And, and I think that was the kind of performance, even with the turnovers, that was the kind of performance that Oklahoma needed to to kind of get over the hump. What uh, What did you think of Jackson Arnold last night? Uh, I mean, he's he's as good as advertised. Maybe even better. I, I think what you saw from him last night is what has so many people excited about him. I mean, it's not only the passing accuracy. And his ability to make all kinds of throws, whether it's down the field, it's you know it's dump offs, it's intermediate passing. But obviously, he had the big, nearly sixty-yard touchdown run. He's just an incredibly versatile quarterback that can make all kinds of plays. He is a, a centerpiece kind of quarterback that um, that I think is a floor raiser and a ceiling raiser. So I mean, for for him to have that kind of performance, I mean, a five touchdown performance, they completely wiped out Allen on national TV. 
and, and to uh, for him to, to reconfirm his commitment to Oklahoma after the game. I mean, I think it was it was uh, pretty much a. It was, I mean, for OU fans, I think it was a it was it was just a win in every facet. Yeah, it felt like it for Oklahoma fans, no, no doubt about it. They, they've needed some good news, and they needed some good vibes again, and they got it with a KU win uh, last weekend, and they certainly had to be super pumped up to see what Jackson Arnold did last night, both running and throwing uh, for Denton Geyer. Hey, Jesse, always appreciate your time. Thank you very much. We'll, uh, we'll get together again next week. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. Jesse Crittenden, ladies and gentlemen, uh, covering the Sooners for the Norman Transcript, doing a great job. I am here at Riverwind Casino, and uh, they've got all kinds of things happening. If you haven't been out here lately, they are going through some renovations. Come see Riverwind's newly remodeled gaming area that includes brand-new game titles. They also have over 700 games to choose from, get a feel for their near, uh, new lookout here at Oklahoma City's number one gaming destination here at Riverwind Casino. Okay, coming up, uh, top of the hour, T.J. Eckert, KTUL-TV in uh, Tulsa, uh, will be joining us on the Riverwind Casino hotline. We also have our uh, weekly Friday chat with Brandon Drum of OU Insider. He'll have a lot to say about Jackson Arnold, what's going on in recruiting. That'll be coming up today at 1.35. All right, break time. Steelman and Thune without Thune today. We've got the Drake, Drake Dyken in for Parker, who's gotten uh, the day off, much-deserved uh, day off for Parker. He's been doing quite a bit. He and the White Buffalo have been making uh, the rounds and uh, traveling through many states, so well-deserved. All right, break time. We're coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. KREFsports.tv is your new home for streaming sports and event coverage for Norman High. And Norman North. And now, the home for Deer Creek, Moore, Southmore, Westmore, Edmond Memorial, Edmond Santa Fe, and Edmond North. Nine schools, one stop for live streaming events at KREFsports.tv. Yes, everybody is working for the weekend. And, man, you can spend a great weekend here at Riverwind Casino. They have a world-class hotel attached right here to the casino. And it is uh, it is big time, like everything else out here at Riverwind. Be sure to check out Riverwind's new gaming areas during their remodeling phase they're going through right now. You can still come out here and do pretty much everything you've uh, always done. There's just a, a couple areas they're working on right now. And they have new gaming areas right now. If you can't find your favorite uh, machine, you might find them in the River Lounge, the Sky Bridge, or the non-smoking Showplace Theater gaming area. Uh, they're here. And uh, the folks at Riverwind also have new gaming titles here as well. The remodel looks amazing so far, and uh, they still have some more to get done. And uh, it looks like Riverwind's always been the cleanest, classiest, uh, best-looking casino facility in the metro area, and they're only going to make it better. Okay. Off week, bye week for the Sooners. Bob Stoops on the rush earlier this week with Teddy and Tyler. What about Oklahoma now with some momentum going into this late bye week, Bob? You can't dictate when you're going to have the off week. You have it. You take advantage of it. Uh, Brent has even hinted at, you know, he felt the guys, you know, in the last whatever, how many weeks have been a little bit tired or wore out. I forget how he worded it. But, 
in the end, you have to take advantage of it um, to improve on some things, but also to rest, heal up, and, you know, kind of take a couple of deep breaths, and now you're you're set to go for the stretch run. So I, I think they're always good when you get them. Um, and uh, so I, anyway, I, I, you know, I'm sure they'll take advantage of it, and, and I'm sure it'll be beneficial to them. There you go, Bob Stoops. Uh, always a great segment on Tuesdays with Russ, with Teddy and Tyler. Drake, when when is our bye week? <laughs> uh, as far as us getting a break as a radio session, yes, like, uh, yeah. We have we that get a bye week? that runs that uh, we it's uh, twenty four seven three sixty five. We don't get a break, so yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, I guess we're fortunate to be doing what we're doing, right? right. I, sometimes if I ever get down, I, I, I have to tell myself, dude, you, you're talking about sports and getting paid. Shut shut up. I have to tell myself to shut up every now and then. Well, and if That's nothing else, right I'm, now, sure your, I'm sure your uncle will get you back in line whenever it comes to that type of stuff. That's exactly right. All right. Uh, how about these games tomorrow? We talked about the Big 12. Uh, here, here's my viewing plan tomorrow. The best 11 a.m. game to me is Syracuse at Clemson. The other choice, that's the ABC game. Then you have Iowa at Ohio State, the 11 a.m. game on uh, Fox, big noon kickoff. Um, You know, right after big noon kickoff, you'll have Iowa at Ohio State. My 2.30 will will obviously be Texas at Oklahoma State, but you have uh, UCLA at Oregon on at 2.30 tomorrow as well. Oh, yeah. So that will be interesting. And then the evening viewing, I think, will be K-State at TCU. That's an FS1 game uh, from Fort Worth. So uh, other games of note tomorrow, Old Miss at LSU, Mississippi State at Alabama is the 6 o'clock game on ESPN. Uh, Minnesota at Penn State is the 6.30 ABC game. Jeez, that's a snooze fest. But uh, I don't know. I guess I, I would say this is about uh, – Maybe a C-level college football weekend. The Big 12, again, Texas, Oklahoma State. Uh, I know Texas has lost two. Uh, Oklahoma State lost their first game last week in Fort Worth, but that's that's still a pretty good matchup. And really for Oklahoma State, this you've got to protect your home field tomorrow because you want to you know win the Big 12 championship. You need to get that done. And Steve Sarkeesian still is over the road as far as I know in the Big 12. So, We'll see. A lot depends on the health of Spencer Sanders. We know that. But uh, what do you think of the uh, Longhorns and the and the Pokes tomorrow? Uh, I mean, the most interesting part of it, you kind of mentioned, is Spencer Sanders and whether or not he's going to be available. If he plays, how close to 100% is he going to be? Um, I mean, we also have to see if what we saw against Iowa State is what Texas is going to be moving forward. Uh, or are they going to be the team that almost upset Alabama and Austin? Are they going to be the team that beat, just drummed OU 49-0, obviously without Dylan Gabriel? But, I mean, that's that's the big story for me on this game. What is Texas truly, and are we going to see Spencer Sanders at 100% or close to 100%? Um, that defense that OSU has – it's a sieve, especially when it comes to their passing defense. So could be a lot of points scored here, but also uh, if Sanders isn't in the game, it could get pretty sideways on OSU really quickly. 
Yeah, it's uh, I, you know, and and I made that my uh, my uh, upset this week. Uh, Oklahoma State plus six and a half, which sounds kind of weird, but again, Vegas seems to know things. What were we saying last week, Drake? Man, the Sooners a nine point favorite. <laughs> Have they seen Oklahoma the last three weeks? Well, Vegas knows. There, there are a lot of neon lights in Vegas that are always on. You can only imagine what the electric bill looks like. Guess what? They pay the electric bill every month. So Vegas always knows what's going on. So that's going to be very interesting tomorrow. Um, again, in Stillwater, that game, 2.30 on ABC. All right, by the way, last night, Thursday night football, Kyler and the Cardinals got it done, even though he told – Cliff Kingsbury to chill the F out. It was very interesting. Uh, last night uh, when Cliff Kingsbury was going crazy, they said, ah, no big deal. Cardinals had two pick sixes in that uh, Thursday night victory last night over the Saints, 42-34. to And uh, it was interesting to see Robbie Anderson again, the wide receiver on the Cardinals uh, roster out there. Uh, and, of course, Carolina also traded Kristen McCaffrey for draft picks to San Francisco. So, Carolina is saying, you know what? We're really bad. Let's try and turn it around right now. And uh, so they traded their uh, best player, Christian McCaffrey. So maybe if Baker Mayfield comes back, you don't want to start because you lost your best receiver and your your best offensive player. And I don't know what's going to happen when Baker comes back. If he'll, you know, could he win the starting job back? Yeah, maybe. But he also might be done as a starter in the NFL, which – Makes uh, Sooner fans very sad, of course. All right, OEC Fiber Football Friday. Friday, Mike Steely with you here at Riverwind Casino, uh, Oklahoma City. Fortunate to have Riverwind, best casino in the area, and again voted year after year after year as the metro area's best casino. So good to be out here on an OEC Football Friday, and uh, the Sooners will be back in action again. A week from tomorrow, 11 a.m., Ames, Iowa against Iowa State. That game will be on FS1. So a week from tomorrow, our pregame show will start at 7 a.m. right here on The Ref. Next hour, T.J. Eckert will join us at the top of the hour. Next segment, we also have our Friday visit with Brandon Drum coming up. That will be at 135. Both guests, of course, on the Riverwind Casino hotline so we still have another hour to go here on this oec football friday teddy's already out here i think he may be playing some games right now teddy layman will be coming up with tyler uh, to get locked in at two o'clock with parker off today another hour to go keep it here right here on the home of sooner fans the ref sound off 24 7 365 on the air comfort solutions text line at 405-651-3439 Right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Steelman and Thune at noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Or shoot the guys a text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. 
No Parker Thune today. He is uh, getting the day off. He'll be back with us on Monday. We do have a great situation for you, though, this hour. T.J. Eckert, KTUL-TV sports director, coming up here in just a minute or two. We are here at Riverwind Casino on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. And uh, Riverwind Casino, of course, also has a big event coming up Friday night, November 18th, the Bedlam Beats and Bites Show outdoors under the stars on a Friday night, the eve before Bedlam. It'll be a great show with the Eli Young Band featured and Wade Bowen opening up. Uh, that'll get started again with the uh, Wade Bowen Show at 6.30. Eli Young Band probably around 8, 8.30. And again, tickets are only 5 bucks at riverwind.com or here at the casino box office. You can bring your folding chairs, bring the kids. It's a kid-friendly environment. It'll be a great time here at Riverwind Casino for Bedlam Beats and Bites, Friday night, November 18th, brought to you by Riverwind Casino and Phillips 66. Joining us right now on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, Mr. T.J. Eckerts. T.J., what kind of a step do you think Oklahoma took last week? Uh, is it, did it give you enough encouragement to think maybe, just maybe, they could run the table on the rest of the schedule? Or uh, where are you on where the Sooners are right now after the KU victory? Yeah, I think, Steely, the, the best thing right now is that the step they took was forward and not backward, it feels like, which is kind of what had been happening in recent weeks. And so any step forward at this point, has to be a positive. Uh, I think the bye week came at a good time. You know, they, they find a way to respond after a really ugly stretch and pick up a good win against a Kansas team that had momentum coming in. You get the bye week to prepare for the last kind of half of the season. Uh, I, I think it comes at a good time, and I think the momentum push is hopefully coming at a good time as well. I don't, I don't think by any stretch I wouldn't say this Kansas win was, you know, one of the best wins in college football by any stretch of the imagination, but – Given the timing of it, uh, it couldn't have come at a better time. I mean, you lose to Kansas, this thing could have, uh, would have really gotten off the rails in a hurry. Um, and that's not to say that things are all peachy, but certainly things are, are feeling better. Uh, you get a bye week to kind of rest up. You go to Iowa State, game feel, you feel like you should win there, and then you kind of got some good positive momentum, legit momentum, going into the last few games of the regular season. So, uh, felt good about the win. Thought the offense looked good. Clearly good having Dylan Gabriel back. Defense made some opportunistic plays as well. So, uh, yeah, pretty solid. All right, ESPN.com today. Story grading all 29 first-year uh, brand-new college football head coaches. Uh, guys like Spike Dykes and uh, or, uh, yeah, uh, Sonny Dykes got – uh, an A, Muleshoe got an A, Brent Venables got a D plus. How much is that a fair grade, and how much is do you believe Brent is responsible for what's going on uh, with this Oklahoma team at four and three? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting grade. Um, I, I mean, I, I would imagine most of that is attributed to the way the losses happened as opposed to the losses themselves. Uh, I think we talked Absolutely. about it a couple weeks. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago that. A loss to Kansas State, those close competitive losses, you could probably tolerate those. The blowout losses like TCU and Texas, those are the ones that are hard to stomach, and that's probably where most of the rating came from. I would say um, to, to give him a fair grade, uh, probably he's probably just been average, maybe slightly above average, which would be, I guess, like a C plus, maybe a, maybe a low B, which is fine. I mean, they're right above 500. 
Um, the big loss they had at Texas was, was embarrassing, but they also didn't have their starting quarterback. So that, take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, yeah, they certainly haven't been you know, uber impressive, but uh, a D would imply, in my opinion, that they had a losing record, that they would have lost to Kansas, that even the Kansas State game would have been a blowout. Um, I guess by OU standards, it's been a rough start, but still, that's that still seems like a pretty low grade, in, in my opinion. T.J. Eckert with us on uh, the Riverwind Casino Hotline. I am here at Riverwind on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. All right, you're a former college quarterback. You played at Bixby. You played quarterback at UCL. You know what good quarterbacking looks like. What did you think of uh, Jackson Arnold? How do you evaluate this kid? Man, he looked good last night, didn't he? He's he's smooth. He's that's the best way you can say it. Sometimes it can be hard to, you know, evaluate how quickly a guy can make an impact at the next level. Uh, but the things I kind of look for is is poise and the the calm under duress. You know. You can show off arm strength. Everybody can show off arm strength. You can you can show off really fast wheels. But um, having poise in the pocket as a high schooler, that's that's something that's hard to teach at a young age. Um, he certainly has it. Now, obviously, he has a great arm and he can run. Those are those are things too that that are great to have. But when you're looking at a guy who can come in and potentially make an impact early on in their career in college, what I look for is poise and the ability to go through progressions and accuracy. Things that are kind of hard to teach. And uh, he seems to get it. And, and playing at a high-level program like that as well and getting that kind of national exposure, that, that's not something that every high school kid gets. Sometimes they can, you know, fold the wrong word, but not perform to the same standard that they would have if they were playing at a school where maybe they don't get as much notoriety. And for him to do that on, on a national stage and to be consistent in that, uh, it's impressive. I, I think the, uh, the hype machine behind Jackson Arnold has continued to grow over the summer with his Elite 11 performance, and uh, I would imagine last night's only going to accelerate that that hype even more. All right, TJ, what are you thinking about uh, Stillwater tomorrow, Texas O-State, 2.30 on ABC? What are you thinking? It's an interesting one. Uh, the latest line, I think, was was it still Texas 6 or 6.5 or something like that. That, that was interesting um, to, to think that, that OSU, who has played pretty well this year, would be a touchdown dog at home to a, a Texas team that's that's ranked higher or whatever, lower than they are, whatever that word would be. Uh, it's interesting because uh, maybe Vegas knows something we don't. I, w- I don't think I've seen anything from Texas, even in the OU blowout, that would lead me to believe that they should be a touchdown favorite on the road against an OSU team that they've struggled with in, in recent years. I don't know if Spencer Sanders' health is still in question, um, but you would like to think that coming off a, a loss of TCU, that OSU would have a good response. I'm not saying – I really don't know who I would pick to win. I think it's a toss-up. Um, but I, I certainly would feel would feel confident saying that OSU would cover either direction, either being like a field goal loss or even them winning outright. So it should be a good game, though. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. And uh, what about the all-purple matchup uh, tomorrow night, Fox Sports 1, 7 o'clock, and Fort Worth TCU hosting K-State. What are you thinking about that one? That's an interesting one, too. Um, I think we – kind of a similar point to Kansas State with, with with Texas. You know, they haven't – this will be the first really big, true uh, test against the top of that conference right now. Uh, they got they got OSU coming to Manhattan the following week. 
Uh, they got some other tough games down the road too. So this would be this would be a good road test for them, and a good test for TCU. Kansas State, as we know, is not an easy out ever. They play tough. They're physical, different brand of football than you normally see in the Big Twelve. Uh, two kind of opposing styles clashing there. Um, y- you got to think, and this is maybe just being a cynic, but the Sunny Sunny Dyke stuff that's got to that's got to slow down at some point, right? I mean, it's amazing the turnaround he's had in a year. You got to think at some point they'll come back down to earth. But right now they're riding high. Max Duggan taking care of the football, and you know sometimes that's all it takes. So that'll be a fun one to watch too. I think the Big Twelve is the only conference right this week with two ranked matchups in their conference. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it is. TJ, man, I appreciate your, uh, your time. You're always gracious with it. We always enjoy uh, visiting with you, and you're getting some love on uh, Twitter today too, man, uh, like you, some guy's saying you're a Hall of Fame guest, so we'll keep booking you. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad for you, but we appreciate you. I think that was my uncle, but we'll take it. <laughs> there you go. Well, my uncle doesn't like me, so you know what that's all about. <laughs> hey, thanks, TJ. Appreciate you, my man. Thanks. Yeah, you bet, Steely. Have a good weekend. T.J. Eckert joining us here on uh, the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Our second hour also brought to you by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 for a great deal on a car, truck, or SUV. Plus, they've got a great selection of pre-owned vehicles out there. They're always on the lookout for the best available vehicles. You can find them at the Seth Wadley Auto Group, and they have that great guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Hey, can we play uh, our Jackson Arnold open music again and make that our ortho central clip of the day real quick? I think uh, we got to play that again for Jackson Arnold's performance last night. Uh, We'll bring in, uh, well, the Sooners have to feel good about their five-star quarterback commits, and uh, we'll make that our ortho-central clip of the day right there when injuries occur on Friday night, ortho-central Saturday. Injury Clinic is open every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. throughout the month of October. Free evaluations for high school athletes and their sports injuries, ortho-central turning setbacks into comebacks. All right, yes, Jackson Arnold last night at Denton Geyer's victory, a uh, a thrashing of Allen 49-7. to You probably saw some of it if you're paying attention on ESPN2 last night. Jackson Arnold, 335 yards passing, four TDs through the air. He added a 58-yard touchdown run where he showed some pretty decent wheels, too. Peyton Bowen had a 60-yard punt return. It was a big night for Denton Geyer, and uh, maybe the Sooners still could flip. Peyton Bowen. We'll have to wait and see. But Jackson Arnold said after the game, yep, I'm all in, still locked in 100% on Oklahoma. Take a break. Come right back. You'll actually hear that audio. And uh, I've got a couple twist, uh, questions coming in on Twitter I'll get to when we get back. It's the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Keep it here. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. We are back. OEC Fiber Football Friday. Good to have you with us. Mike Steely here at Riverwind Casino. We've got Brandon Drum, OU Insider, 247sports.com. Joining us next segment, we'll talk to him about Jackson Arnold's performance last night. Hey, Peyton Bowen was great, too. Uh, And we'll talk about Michael Hawkins and Sooner Recruiting coming up in the next segment right here on the home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Colin, 
marketing specialist here at Riverwind. How are we doing? How's everything on this Friday? We're doing good. Staying busy. Got lots of things going on. Yeah, you do. Uh, let's start with uh, Bedlam Beats and Bites. That's huge. When I saw that, I thought, that's going to be awesome. I mean, the night before Bedlam, uh, Friday, November 18th, that's going to be a big night. Yep, it's going to be huge. Um, I've been excited about it for a while. Um, it'll be nice to have another Beats and Bites and get to do another concert. Yeah, you've got uh, the Eli Young Band and Wade Bowen. And, again, you can bring folding chairs. Uh, Shay and I have done that out here. and We've always had a really good time out here. But I think uh, under the lights in November, uh, you know, who knows what the weather's going to be like. But you can keep warm out there. I think it'll be a, a really – my guess is, being the weather expert that I am, that that's <laughs> going to be a, a really good night out there. And uh, – Tell people what Beats and Bites is all about if they're not familiar with it. Yeah, so Beats and Bites is just our outside um, concert and food truck festival. We normally do it in the summer, and this is the first time we've done it in the fall. And we're partnering this time with Phillips 66 and OU and OSU. So it'll be our Bedlam Beats and Bites. Yeah, that will be good. And, uh, you know, the past couple of years we've had some great, uh, just over the last couple of years, like we had Cheap Trick out here not long ago, Hall of Fame Rock and Roll Band. You had Night Ranger, Starship, uh, Everclear, really some great bands out here in addition to all the country artists. I'm not quite as hip on the country <laughs> artists, but uh, we've had some big-time artists out for Beats and Bites. Also, some really good Halloween promotions happening now as well. You've got the Monster Money Mash, uh, you know, promotion going on. That's going to be on October 28th. You come out in a costume. You get registered. You got a chance to win. Three people have a chance to win uh, $500 in bonus play each. Yeah, so make sure to come out and dress up. What does it look like? uh, Because you guys have done uh, costume events out here. What does it look like out here on uh, on costume night at Riverwind? Oh, it looks awesome. There's always tons of people showing up, dressing up, having a good time. Um, all kinds of different costumes and different creativity levels. It's really cool. Okay. Um, Chips and Ales is back. I went through some renovations. So that pub restaurant, which is so good, is open again. You also are still going through some renovations here. Everything that I've seen that's done looks amazing already. And, you know, Riverwind's always been clean, and uh, everything looks awesome out here. It's so well situated, all, all the different gaming areas, and it's going to be even better. Uh, tell me a little bit about what's going on with the three new gaming areas. So our three new gaming areas, while we're working on um, some of our renovation, we've opened up three new areas what used to be the upstairs off-track bedding is now a gaming area we've also got the showplace theater that's currently being used as gaming area as well as what was the river lounge is also gaming area and the showplace theater is actually non-smoking yeah somebody asked me the other day they said i saw and i you know that you uh you talked about on your stream that the showplace theater is now a gaming area please tell me the showplace theater will have concerts again one day and I said, yeah, that's going to happen. Yep, it's coming but back. This is going on during the renovation, and it actually looks really good in there. But, you know, you're going to see some great shows eventually again in the Showplace Theater when uh, all this is done as well. Colin, as always, appreciate you. You guys, uh, promotions are always great. Uh, Bedlam Beats and Bites, I'm, I think it will be a huge success. You can get tickets for 5 bucks, right? Yep, 5 bucks at the box office or at riverwind.com. Colin, thank you.
Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Colin, uh, in marketing here at Riverwind. And the, the folks at Riverwind here are super pros. I've been working with them now for years, and they are easy to work with, and they always give you great stuff to promote. Okay, I did get on Twitter from Zach Steely driving down the road with a buddy of mine. Can you tell him the story about the two fictitious football recruits? Yeah, I guess I could do that. It's been a while, but uh, I, I'm getting the feeling maybe that the uh, the friend doesn't believe it. I'm not sure. But back in the day, and this was, uh, in fact, my first stint at the station I'm at now, which used to be KNOR way back when in the galaxy, very, I mean, very far away. Uh, back when I was at OU, this would have been like my senior year at OU, 1986, and I was doing uh, a show, and uh, Al was doing a show, and uh, I did it. Started coming on for an hour right after Al's old show um, at the what was KNOR, and eventually turned into uh, you know WWLS, which when it was, and then it moved out to Indian Hills Road. Anyway, long story short, um, I you know I'm an idiot, so I decided you know these OU fans are so into recruiting they'll fall for anything you know any rumor whatever. So I decided that I was going to make up Drake Dyken, a fictitious recruit, and see how many Sooner fans would fall for it. So on my show we started talking about a, a kid. You know I said, man, you're not going to believe this, but there's a kid in uh, Atnip, West Virginia. And, again, it's not like you had Google then or anything, or Twitter obviously was years and years and years away. So I said, there's a kid that OU's in on. I think they may get a kid named Zeb McCracken. He is a barefooted running back from Atnip, West Virginia, and they just found out about this kid, and they're blown away. Runs like a 4-3. He's unbelievable. You can hardly tackle the kid. But not that many people know about him, and they're – Not sure, you know, if he he can qualify and all of that stuff. And, you know, most of the people listening thought, okay, yeah, right. But the great thing was, you know, unlike today where you could never do anything like that because some troll on Twitter would out you immediately because people are like that. But most of the people then were like, this is ridiculous. Let's run with it. So we had, I don't know, maybe 5% of the audience to feel, are you kidding me? This kid runs barefoot. Can you do that in NCAA, you know? So, well, OU's acquiring, you know, inquiring about that and everything, but they want this kid. And Billy Tubbs had a show that came on, uh, you know, after I would get off the air. And Billy went along with it. Billy loved it. Billy was like, what's the latest on Zeb? So that came out, and then we made up some story about he went to some school in the South on a banjo scholarship for musicians or something like that. And then later... Many years later, probably what about 25 years later, we did it. And this, again, was just before Twitter and everything else uh, really got, you know, there wasn't any social media. You could still get away from it. We made up that OU was in on a uh, Amish running back by the name of Zachariah Leviticus. Now, this was, again, about 25 years later. And, you know, we could say, well, there's no film of this kid because the Amish don't like having their pictures taken, so there's no game film. Um, And we had also made up, this is back during the John Blake era, uh, and that he was, so it would have been about 15 years, I guess, after the original one. But we said, you know, one of the challenges, again, they won't fly, so you're going to have to take him on road trips. Uh, OU's looking into a special horse and buggy that they can take him on road trips in. You know, and again, 
the great thing was no social media, nobody would out you, and a lot of the audience just went along with it. And we had, you know, some people who, who were uh, who were amazed that OU might be getting an Amish running back. But that never happened either. So those were the two. Zeb McCracken was the original barefooted running sensation from Atnip, West Virginia. I don't think there is an Atnip, West Virginia. If there is, I'd be very surprised. But And Zachariah Leviticus, who was from Pennsylvania, the Amish running back. But uh, the uh, some dude I remember said, I can... <laughs> I can paint the OU logo and stuff on the horse and buggy if you need it. <laughs> and he was serious. That was my favorite. Okay. Drake, how we doing back there? How we doing? Everything good? Everything's good. You want to hit up the Air Comfort Solutions text line real quick? Yeah, we can do that. Who would you have rather had, by the way, back in the day? Zeb McCracken, the barefooted running sensation, or Zachariah Leviticus, the Amish running back? Uh, I feel like McCracken just because there's a lot a lot fewer logistical problems that are uh, posed for you when it comes to mm-hmm. I mean, Zachariah yeah. Leviticus sounded like he was a great prospect and everything, but the fact that you're going to have to travel him separately, possibly have the games not be televised. I mean, that's just a lot of logistical problems you have to overcome. That, well, yeah, I didn't think about that. He couldn't play on television. That's yeah. exactly right. All right, we've got time for like two real quick texts because we got Brandon Drum coming up. But let's do it on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Yeah, so this is – uh, actually, a good question for you to throw at Brandon next segment. How is Jackson Arnold not the number one quarterback in the nation at this point? The guy plays smooth as silk. He's going to be something special in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, we'll ask Brandon that question in the next segment. And we've, we've talked about it because with Arch Manning, you know what? If he was Arch Smith, maybe he's not the number one quarterback in a lot of these services. But he is Arch Manning, and that means a lot. Okay, let's do one more. Uh, Steely and Drake, good afternoon. This is from Gunny of Stutzman Army. What's the best play a Sooner has made so far this year? Uh, I actually saw this earlier, so I can go mm. ahead and answer it if you want to go ahead and think about okay. it real quick, Steelman. Uh, one of them that I think have? is pretty underrated was an absolutely unbelievably athletic play that we saw this last weekend against KU that Braden Willis touched down to where he just – tightrope the sidelines for about five yards uh and also another favorite of mine was against nebraska that another Braden willis play uh to me he's been the most fun player to watch this year for the ou team was that uh yeah he's been that, awesome that pass they threw to was it marcus majors um yeah that was those are the two plays that stick out in my mind so far this year and really you can watch any like given play on the goal line too and just him absolutely obliterating linebackers and safeties uh, on the goal line has been unbelievable, too. Braden Willis has been, uh, uh, to me, their best player. I mean, uh, you look at, you know, Eric Gray, I think, had a really good year. Uh, Billy Bowman, when he's been healthy, he's been really good. Uh, Eric Gray, like I said, but uh, I wouldn't. And Marvin Mims, when they can get in the football, has been spectacular, of course. But I would go with Braden Willis as the MVP so far. Let me think about that, Gunny of Stutzman Army. Hey, I apologize to guys uh, for not getting to as many texts today, but just on location, we get a lot of guests, a lot of stuff to promote, and all of that stuff. We'll be back to a lot more texts again, I promise you, on Monday. Let's break right here. 
On an OEC Fiber Football Friday, Mike Steely at Riverwind, my favorite place beside Shea Stadium, our home. And it's it's in a tie with the Augusta National Golf Club. But we'll take a break, come back, talk to Brandon Drum. What else? Sooner recruiting and more on Jackson Arnold on the way. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. We are back. That puts a smile on my face every Friday. Brandon Drum's open. OU Insider 247 Sports does a great job, joins us every Friday. Brandon, uh, man, if Sooner fans hadn't seen any uh, many highlights of Jackson Arnold yet, they got uh, their fill last night. He was sensational in Geyer's uh, 49-7 win over Allen. Uh, what do you think? Best, best you've ever seen uh, Jackson Arnold play, and there are a lot of games to uh, pick from, but that last night was almost a masterpiece of quarterbacking. Yeah, I, I watched him earlier this year, and he put on a really good performance. I think he had like six total touchdowns or something like that, but uh, that was that was pretty special. More touchdowns and incomplete passes. Um, anytime you do something like that, uh, it's a pretty phenomenal feat for a quarterback. So, uh, I mean... He's he's a remarkable kid. He's a remarkable player, uh, and he's just a winner. He just has that knack for the big play, and he plays so smart. Um, and he has moxie to him. Like uh, he he's very uh, exuberant in how he uh, portrays himself on the field, as far as just his emotions and stuff too. So, uh, and he has fun. So he's going to remind a lot of people of Baker the way that he plays that. Honestly, to me, he's a mixture of Baker and Caleb Williams, to be honest, the way he plays, the size that he is, uh, just his overall moxie. Uh, and, he, and, and obviously you get those two mixed together, and it's a pretty good combination. Uh, Peyton Bowen had some moments, too. Uh, you know, and there's yeah. we've, uh, been on flip watch for Peyton Bowen for a long time, and Notre Dame is uh, struggling, to say the very least. Uh, what's your what's your feeling right now on uh, Peyton Bowen, and if you still think he eventually is going to be a, an Oklahoma Sooner? I mean, I talked to him last night, and that was the vibe I got from him. Um, I didn't put a recorder in front of his face or anything like that. And I never do because anytime you do that, he just kind of, he just starts giving you the whole generic spills and stuff like that. And, but he also has a pretty good trust with me. Um, but, uh, and, and he said some things off, you know, off the record last night that had me thinking things were moving in a very good direction for him in Oklahoma. Uh, he's going up to, he's going up on an official visit for Notre Dame or excuse me, to Oregon this weekend. Um, and I think, and I know, I do not think Oregon's going to be a player, at least not right now. I don't see that. It's going to be cold and rainy, and that's just not who he is. So um, for him, I, I, I think it's going to be a, uh, just a, it's a different, different type of deal as far as like his mindset goes. So um, he's, he's a special, special talent. And if Oklahoma can get him on the, get him to commit at some point, I think that's going to be big time. Brandon Drum joining us, uh, 247sportsouinsider.com. All right, uh, where are you in the Colton Vosick situation? 
what are you thinking right now? Colton Vosick just tweeted out a picture, you know, of game night in his uh, Austin-Westlake uniform, and immediately it's a battle of retweets and likes between the OU and Texas fans. And the OU fans are doing a good job there, but uh, what are you thinking? There are a lot of people who think that eventually this might go Texas's way, and uh, there's still some uh, some time left before he has to make that decision. But where does Brandon Drum stand on this right now? Uh, I think if any, I think if something's going to happen, in my opinion, it's going to come closer to National Signing Day. Uh, he says he's going to visit for Baylor. We'll see if that happens. Uh, if he visits for the Baylor game, I think things start to uh, work in Oklahoma's favor a little bit more because that's going to be about two or three weeks down the road. And with Texas, I mean, they've got to go to Oklahoma State. They have to go to Kansas State. Then they get TCU at home. Then they go to Kansas. That's not a good slate of games if you're Texas right now. I mean, obviously they could win all four. Texas could lose all four. If they win all four, that's not good news for Oklahoma and Colton Vassick, I think, in my opinion. If they lose, you know, a game, two or three of those, and let's say Oklahoma it starts to really ramp up and win, uh, I think things start to trend back in Oklahoma's favor a bit. Now, obviously, he has a bunch of people in his ear down in Austin, and I've talked to Colton about this time after time, and it's a struggle for him. Uh, he, he, he has a place that he, he made a conscious decision that he wanted to go to, and that was Oklahoma. He did not want to go to Texas, and now all of a sudden it's people in his ear doing this and that, and Oklahoma struggles, and you start to question things. And so we'll see. Um, I know that's not what people want to hear when I say we'll see. It's just really hard to gauge because we don't know how this season's going to pan out, and I think that's going to play more into it than anything else. Brandon Drum with us, 247sportsouinsider.com. All right, uh, thought process right now on uh, uh, the Sooners that were at the last game, uh, two of the big targets, obviously, to Celia Kana and Caden McDonald. What are you thinking there? Uh, I, I like. I think Oklahoma leads for both. Now, Celia Kana has to go to uh, A&M on November 5th. Uh, but when I'm talking to a source that knows the family really well and it's super close, and I talk to the dad as well, fit is a big deal for them, the fit of everything. And right now, when you talk about fit, when you talk about comfortability, uh, it's Oklahoma. That family is really close with Jocelyn Allo. They're really close with Dylan Gabriel. They've gotten to know uh, Jonah Laulu really well. And you're talking about three people that are really close with Hawaii. you got Kalani Ricketts, who's a big Hawaii name down there. And obviously he's playing in Utah now, but that only happened because of COVID and he wanted to play football. So his family moved. The dad stayed down there to coach and teach in Hawaii. And and obviously uh, to Silicona and his family moved up. The other side of his family moved up to Utah. And that's where they're at. he's got a sister that goes to Texas. So Texas is kind of the dark horse there. Uh, I think Oregon, if they end up getting an official visit from him, will be a player. Tennessee is a name, Georgia, Alabama. Those are places that he's looking to take that final fifth visit if that does take place. They're not sure it's going to because they're focusing on the playoffs right now. And then after that, there's a lot of, you know, if they want to take that or if they want to make a decision right after the season's over. And that's what I've been told is that right now the plan is take that fourth visit, a&M, and then make a decision when his season's done in the playoffs. So, And Oklahoma will be out there to watch playoffs. I expect Brent Venables 
at one of his games soon enough. Uh, but right now they're on a bye week since they're a two seed, and they'll 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 go from there in the playoffs. As far as Caden McDonald goes, uh, see, there's a lot of people that think Clemson's a big player. I think it they're the dark horse here as far as you know the wild card because he's going to take an official visit to them this weekend. Originally, it wasn't going to happen that way. Uh, Clemson figured out that they weren't the leader. Now they're trying to push, but they were a late offer. I think that's something people need to understand there. They were a late offer. Now, does that mean something one way or the other? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But when you talk to people around Caden, yeah, there's some people that aren't real fond of that, that they didn't have anything to do with him and that they were kind of, quote, quote, settling on him. So um, if that truly is the case, then this visit, you know, if it does take place, because there's also buzz that it may not, I don't know. Um, if that visit takes place to Clemson, then, you know, uh, it, they they could cause a stir a little bit. Um, even so, I do expect Oklahoma to be down to see him some point next week. I'm actually going down there to watch his game on the 28th, get a final little interview with him. Um, but he's, he's basically told me, he's like, look, Oklahoma's near the top, if not at the top for me. Um, Florida's there. Ohio State is a player there. Uh, and I think those are kind of the, the, the other teams that you need to watch for if you're Oklahoma with him. Uh, but he's got a lot of connections. Jack played Little League with Jackson Arnold uh, for three years in Georgia before Jackson Arnold moved to Texas. Um, Brandon Hall coached his older brother at Troy for three years as a defensive coordinator and interim head coach. Uh, so the family's really comfortable with Oklahoma. And when you add Derek LeBlanc and Kate McDonald, obviously the four-star defensive line commit out of Osceola, uh, uh, Florida, is really good friends. They visited a lot together. So uh, that's that's what I know so far on that. When are you and uh, Parker going to arrive via helicopter like uh, Jeff Levy and Brandon Hall last night? <laughs> I wish, right? <laughs> that was a baller move, was it not? And they get off with the shades and everything. Yeah, that was big time. That was uh, that was big time, no doubt about it. Hey, Brandon, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next Friday. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. Brandon Drum, OUinsider.com, 247 Sports, does a great job joining us every Friday. All right, it is an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Mike Steely here at Riverland Casino. Just saw my man Justin Yahola, the uh, outstanding GM out here, huge Sooner fan, looking dapper as usual. And it looks great out here. The renovations that are done already at Riverwind look really, really good. Come see uh, some of the new gaming areas out here. And uh, you'll be very impressed. All right, one more segment to go on this OEC Fiber Football Friday. Keep it here in the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. Okay, we're back. OEC Fiber Football Friday. Mike Steely here at Riverwind Casino. Teddy's coming up with Tyler McComas. Teddy is out here, and uh, he'll be on today uh, from 2 to 6, not only on uh, the rush but on locked in with Tyler coming up at the top of the hour. Um, I I think I'm going with you on my favorite play. The best play might be the uh, Braden Willis to Marcus Major 
uh, pass. The C.J. Colden pick was pretty good. That was pretty sweet. Not yeah. bad. Yeah, that was you know, not bad. Uh, we do pretty have good. a couple of recommendations on the text line, too. One I forgot about was the uh, Gavin Freeman scoring on his first career oh, touch yeah, that, as well. You, that you know what? That was and, pretty And that was Braden Willis again. Uh, that he had like block. three blocks on oh, that play, man, yeah. Man. He was just unbelievable on that play. And, yeah, that, that one is definitely near the top of the list, too. Here's one real quick coming in uh, off Twitter. Steely, who do you despise more, Kevin Durant or Muleshoe? Uh, Muleshoe. Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, okay, yeah. I'm, I, I, I've kind of, uh, after many years, finally, the, uh, the anger towards that situation. I don't like people who turn their backs on the state of Oklahoma. I just don't like it. I get very angry about that. But... To me, Muleshoe did it to a much more historic, valued institution. Oklahoma football has been around and been great since the uh, 1950s. And uh, Kevin Durant did it to a Thunder organization that had been around by the time he left about a, about a decade or so. Um, both were bad, but on the scale of 1 to 10, Muleshoe's in 11. And I should uh, I put Kevin Durant at probably about a I don't know about a six out of ten now, so it's not close. What about you, Drake? Uh, for me, it's definitely Lincoln Riley. I mean, uh, like you said, uh, OU a much bigger institution. Also, I mean, there is the notion for me too, uh, knowing what it is that Kevin Durant's having to go through now with the Brooklyn Nets. Just having Kyrie Irving on your team in general is. A headache that he has to deal with uh, day in day out. So that that kind of uh, makes me laugh a little bit, and almost in a sense, not completely, but almost in a sense, makes me feel a little bit sorry for Kevin Durant. You know, and they were both. Lincoln Riley is a good football coach. He is a great offensive mind. I don't deny any of that. Neil Shue, but he took the. You know, is he a great foot head football coach? We don't know. I think he's pretty good. But, again, I don't like the fact that he was given the keys to the Mercedes and thought, you know, the Mercedes isn't good enough. This is too hard. Um, and what did Kevin Durant do? Great player. Great player. But he started getting paranoid, took the easy way out. And uh, that's what I think Muleshoe's doing as well. So, But Muleshoe got an A and Brent got a D plus according to ESPN, so far. All right, you want to get one more in? A couple more? A couple more in. Um, first, how does Parker taking day off affect recruiting? Uh, well, you knew I, that was coming. Yeah, we, we uh, almost revoked this day off uh, whenever the Hicks saga happened a few weeks ago. So, uh, luckily, everything mm-hmm. kind of uh, it came to from a boil down to a nice simmer. So, everything's good for Parker. It shouldn't affect it at all. Come on, guys. We know the white buffalo curse is stronger than uh, Drake Drake Dyke and Doom, right. though. That's right. So, That's right. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, another one here as far as recruiting. No lie, I was over the Peyton Bowen saga after uh, day after day when literally nothing has changed in months. After last night, I have evolved and think uh, it should be a daily sponsored segment. That dude is legit. And the kind of player you have to have when it comes to winning natties. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you heard what Brandon said. He said, uh, you know, that Peyton Bowen is a different guy. You know, we try and put him on camera, and some of the some of those kids are like that. Yeah, they they're gonna spout what people want to hear, 
and they may tell a reporter who's covering Oklahoma something that they like to hear, and they might, you know, the guy who's covering Clemson or Texas or whoever, A&M, they're probably going to tell them something positive about that school as well. That's been going on since recruiting, you know what I'm saying? So, But he said Peyton Bowen, you know, uh, talking to him sounded pretty positive about Oklahoma kind of uh, off the record. He didn't say what he said, but it, it, it was uh, positive for OU. Uh, one more to get to before we hit the top of the hour. Uh, I don't know that we've talked about this, but how about the flex last night of the OU booster buying the helicopter for Jeff Levy and Brandon Hall last night to go to that Denton Geyer, uh, Allen, Texas matchup last night. That was quite the flex. That, that was awesome. Yeah. You missed it at the end. Cause I asked Brandon, I said, when are you and Parker going to arrive via helicopter? But yeah, that was yeah, a major yeah, flex right. right there. And they got off with like shades and everything. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was big time. That was big time, no doubt. Okay. Uh, good job today, Drake. And, of course, we all anticipated that. I would give you uh, uh, the same grade that ESPN gave Lincoln Riley. Oh, an A. hey, there we go. There we go. I so, thought there you, you go. so you didn't go with Brent Venables. You gave me the Lincoln Riley grade. Okay. Yes, and uh, their their grade was too low on Brent. But I, I do agree that the two, the way – they lost uh, the TCU in Texas game. Yeah. I can see why. Because you, you those lose, were embarrassing. You lose. You have, have 100 hung on you and get shut out by Texas. That That's what drops you that much. Yeah. Okay. Thanks to our friends here at Riverwind Casino. They are awesome. Love being out here. New gaming areas at Riverwind right now. The River Lounge, the Skybridge area, and the non-smoking Showplace Theater. Bedlam Beats and Bites, Friday night, November 18th. Tickets are only 5 bucks to get out and see the Eli Young Band and Wade Bowen under the stars. Bring your folding chairs, bring the kids, bring an appetite with all those great food trucks. You can get tickets online at riverwind.com or at the box office here at the casino. Also, thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group for sponsoring our second hour. Teddy's coming up with Tyler on Locked In next. Have a great weekend. You're with the home of Sooner fans, the ref. For the latest recruiting and Sooner news, catch Tyler McComas and Parker Thune on Locked In. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 3, right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.